0: The Retail Ready Podcast is proudly sponsored by Botanica Blends. Straight from the Wizard's Cauldron, we stock delicious plant protein for the likes of our famous vanilla cake batter and caramelised popcorn. We've got desserts like our dreamy jelly, vegan custard and our latest date-free protein bars. We are currently offering 20% off to all Retail Ready podcast listeners until the end of October. So head on down to botanicablends.com.au and use the code READY20 at the checkout. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. Well, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm pretty excited by today's episode, but I, I don't know if the feeling is mutual, but I always, I feel that I already know you, even though this is the first time that I've ever spoken to you.
1: Well, Ben, I've actually been following your podcast for quite a while. I'm sure if you look back on a lot of your posts, you'll have seen me liking and hearting them for a long time.
0: I, I love it. I love it. But at the end of the day, I think I, I feel that I'm in royalty. Um <laughs> I am I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this podcast now. So, I'm joined by Julie who was awarded Telstra Business Woman of the Year, Telstra Emerging Leader of the Year, Victoria Forbes Age of 30 Under 30, and you are awarded Melbourne Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Um I I wish there was a round of I wish I actually had friends and people um around me to clap because <laughs> That That is just an incredible, what an incredible guest to have on this show.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I'm really excited about being on.
0: So with that accolade and those achievements, you can't let yourself down now. It's got to be a good podcast. Um,
1: <laughs> I guess I've set the bar pretty high for myself.
0: Literally, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. How did you, first of all, like, please give an intro as to to who you are. Like, I know you're based in Australia, but you've got this beautiful Californian accent. <laughs> Tell me, and everyone who's listening, who are you?
1: Well, again, thank you so much for having me on the show, Ben. Um, my name is Julie. I am the co-founder and chief operating officer of Elements Natural Vitamin T. Um, we seem to have done all right since uh, all of those awards that you listed came <laughs> off the back of launching this product. Um, my co-founder, Nicole, and I spent two years trying to create the world's first 100% natural vitamin T. It took a very long time, and our little two-woman company ended up with a patent-pending manufacturing method to blend fruit and herbal extracts into a fair trade cup of tea. So once we finally had the product and we're ready to launch, we just saw an immediate reaction from both tea lovers and retailers. We sold our first box of tea in September, 2018. Um, Woolworths really backed us and signed a contract with us to roll out in 75% of their stores by January of 2019. And then we ended up with a deal with Holland and Barrett in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, we've just, it's been quite a wild ride, um, especially with COVID now. But we're so excited to be able to share our fair trade teas. um, Yeah, with tea lovers in Australia, the UK and Finland now.
0: That is incredible. Now, I'm going to take it back to the start now. Before all these awards and before you sold your first box of tea, how did you what's the journey to date like what what i find fascinating with these podcasts are the guests who are on and not mainly from the food or beverage space Mm. they're all they're always just people who have seen an opportunity or seen a passion and followed it can you tell everyone what's what was your journey to get to creating the first basically selling the first box of elements tea
1: Exactly. I think you hit it on the head. When um, when you're trying to create a product that you really want yourself, it tends to come out pretty well. Um, as I said, I've got a co-founder, Nicole Lamond. So mm-hmm. Nicole was actually one of the founding board members of Fair Trade Australia and New Zealand. Oh,
0: okay, cool.
1: And I had spent my career working in um, the climate change space as deputy director for an environment NGO. And Nicole and I met at an open writers group about three weeks after I moved to Melbourne because I knew no one here. Yep. And we really bonded over um, both A being... Yeah,
0: well,
1: Well, <laughs> uh, we weren't exactly drinking tea at the time, I got to be honest. Um, but we really bonded over the fact that we were both um, you know, professional women, really busy, uh, very much focused on how we could have impact in the world. Mm-hmm. And we loved... Natural, delicious, healthy products. Um, And we were friends for about five years before we started the business together. We would often talk about how it was so hard to eat three healthy meals during the chaos of the day and keep track of how many, you know, vegetables you'd had and did you have enough nutrients? And of course, there were supplements available, but both of us were really focused on eating natural. And most supplements are actually synthetic. So that didn't really align with how we wanted to be eating. So we thought, well, why can't we get that nutrient boost in something we're already doing um, in a natural way? And that's where the idea of Elements came from was could we blend fruit and herbal extracts that had naturally occurring vitamins and minerals with our teas? Um, and it's very challenging to do from a manufacturing perspective, actually. There are always those hidden challenges when you're trying to do natural because you can't use binders or fillers or mm-hmm. free flow agents. Um, you've got to stick to to what you've got in nature. Um, but that also forced us to be innovative. And I think when you have constraints like that and when you've got a really clear vision for the product that you want to make, you tend to find solutions Rather than going around the
0: problems. Yeah, nice. I, I, I that was going to be my next question because you look at your teas and you go, "How have you done what you have done?" Because mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty incredible, and you you couldn't leverage off anyone else because I'm guessing this is this is a unique. I've not seen anything else like it. Is this? No, we're still the still only ones. Un, yeah. Okay. Well, then how did you go about that journey for, for not saying no, not going, no, this is too hard. Let's go back Mm. to our day jobs. Mm -hmm. What was the process, um, to kind of go, well, we need to make this happen. We're going to make this happen. Um, Mm -hmm. where, what was the stage gate process there?
1: Well, we both really loved the idea and we were just, I don't know why, but we were so confident that we could do it. Um, Mm. You know, we've said before, like, people have gone to the moon. Surely we can blend (laughs) natural extracts with tea. Like, surely. Mm -hmm. Um, We went through two research and development companies. (laughs) Oh, wow. And we worked with an Australian dietitian and nutritionist. We worked with a nutrition company up in Queensland. We ended up finding a manufacturing partner in the U.K., who was willing to trial this really crazy idea we had for how to um, work with the vitamins in a way that wouldn't harm them while blending them with the tea. Uh, Unfortunately, to prove that we could make this at scale, we had to run an industrial trial. And we'd done a seed Hmm. funding round. The vitamins that we were using were so expensive that if the industrial trial failed, it would have actually eaten up a full third of our seed funding round. Um, So that was a very stressful night because it was on UK time when it was happening. So Nicole and I are, um, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. staying
1: up in Australia, waiting to hear if it worked or not. And um, thankfully it did. Otherwise, uh, I wouldn't be talking to you today.
0: (laughs) If not, you'd just have normal tea. Yeah, <laughs> tea exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it worked, and then um, we were actually able to uh, submit a patent for that process. Um, and and neither Nicole or I are scientists. We just really loved the idea of this product, and mm. we weren't afraid to say, you know, if someone said to us, "This can't be done." we would respond with, okay, it can't be done that way. What's our next option? Um, And we got very used to asking that question.
0: (laughs) That is great. What's been the feedback from the UK manufacturer? Were they just thinking, oh, here's another crazy idea? And... If, Have they realized how big it, it's it gone?
1: Yeah, well, it took a lot of convincing for them mm. to uh, to run this trial because, as I said, no one had tried it before. We were working with very expensive ingredients. They yeah. were very clear that they were not taking liability, which, you know, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they kind of believed in what we were trying to do. Um, that has really been the core of our story, I think, is these people who are willing to say, it's a bit crazy, but you guys seem really passionate about this and it seems like it might work. So let's give it a try. Um, you know, we had the manufacturers say that to us. We had, um, our blender who actually had to work with these vitamins really back us in the UK, a guy named Will, who, um, you know, without him, we couldn't have made the product. Um, and then with Woolworths, the buyer who decided to put us on shelf you know, saw this really small yep. company who was doing something totally different and and took a bet on us. Um, and yeah, we're, we're so happy that he wasn't wrong.
0: <laughs> awesome. And to touch on that then, and I've got a few more questions, hopefully, otherwise it'll be a very short podcast. Yes. But, <laughs> um, to touch on then the consumer, who, who would you typically try and sell this tea to or who would who would typically look at this tea and go, yep, that's for me. Because like I drink tea uh, Mm -hmm. literally more than water, to be honest. And Mm -hmm. um, I I look at it going, yeah, that is actually a great way of getting vitamins and minerals (laughs) in without kind of tablet fatigue, because you Mm -hmm. you either forget about them, you put them in your pantry, you leave them there, and then you just kind of ignore them. Whereas here it's a, a perfect option who exactly. who would you say you target to specifically
1: well i think you you really i mean honestly if you had been reading our marketing material you couldn't have said it better um, with supplements it's not a very enjoyable experience and mm. so we wanted to find a way where you could get natural nutrients that was a ritual that was something you could enjoy um, because i think feeding our bodies making our bodies more powerful should be a brilliant wonderful experience um, and you know fruit and herbal extracts we use guava extracts um, we use lemon extracts they're these gorgeous um nutrients that we yep. can feed our body with and so i think when people see it on the shelf even though it is an innovation it's not weird <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's yeah, kind ble- of yeah, blending yeah. blending yeah. two existing kind mm-hmm. of markets together. Yeah.
1: Exactly. People really understand it, and when we were doing our initial market research, what we found was that over forty percent of people who drank tea daily also took supplements daily. So okay. it, it just made so much sense to us, um, and because of that, we've got quite a broad market for our tea, in terms of who we sort of speak to because you, of course, have to choose a target market when you're doing email and Instagram. Um, I think Nicole and I, being who we are, we decided that it would be best for us to speak directly to professional women sort of between the age of 25 and 45. Yeah. Um, but I think that the tea lends itself to so many more people besides that, since, you know, good nutrients is so important and actually only about five percent of Australian adults do eat enough fruit and veg every day to get their nutrient intake
0: I find that just, I still find that incredible like I I'm married to a well hopefully a dietitian as of next year mm-hmm. and yeah she's always like I'm a nutritionist mm. um so she's got one step up above from me to be honest so that's <laughs> that's a bit annoying um <laughs> but um so we're always around food and you, and yeah, that, that fact that people don't eat fruit and veg at Mm. all. Um, I just find absolutely amazing. And I I don't even think it comes down to the cost anymore. It's just people, people just don't eat fruit and veg. Mm. And I I find products that can help consumers kind of feel good. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not a, a scam. This is, like you probably get so pissed off with um, like the skinny teas out there that mm. literally give people diarrhea and it's mm-hmm. like, well, that, there's there's a quick fix to lose kind of <laughs> seven pounds or whatever and there's actually a good product on the market that mm-hmm. actually makes you feel good. So yeah,
1: exactly. Go with- I, I think it's about finding safe, healthy, natural mm. um, ingredients that help you to achieve the goals that you have um and and for us we you know they by during the time that we were developing the product mm. um there were a few synthetic vitamin t's that came out onto the market but for us we just were so committed to the idea of a healthy natural and fair trade certified product that there was no way we were going to put anything on the market that wasn't those things
0: yeah. that's it that's impressive in itself uh, so yeah well done so you've gone to production you you've spent a, a lot of money um already and it's worked what was then I'm guessing you celebrated in the middle of the night in Melbourne uh, when you found out the results hopefully um
1: <laughs> I think we then... just finally went to sleep it was about 5am <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it was about 5am when we finally heard and you know after 2 years of trying to make this thing I think it was just relief more than celebration
0: That is fantastic. And then, so you've woke up a little bit tired the next day (laughs) uh, or the same day and you've now gone, okay, we need to sell this. Did you already have a plan of attack in mind if it worked or like Mm -hmm. kind of accounts already going, well, if it works, we'll take it on board or then did the Mm -hmm. real work have to start again to go, we've got to now sell this uh, into accounts. What was the journey there?
1: We did have a strategy um, coming out of our research and development phase. So the mission of our business is to transition the world to a fair wage for all workers. To do that, we are fair trade certified, mm-hmm. which means that 2% of our company's turnover, not profit, turnover, goes back into the fair trade system. Yeah, on right. top of that, we pay on average um, about 200% more per kilo of our goods than a conventional company might, because that represents a living wage for the workers. Um, And then on top of that, we pay 50 cents as a contribution directly back to the farmer's cooperative that we purchase from on every kilo. So the way we've set up our business, every box of tea that we sell is furthering our mission. So it's completely baked into the company. And we knew that we wanted to be a mainstream brand because we wanted to be able to have this conversation in the tea aisle. Only about one percent of tea sales last year were fair trade certified in Australia. Is
0: that right? Wow!
1: So there is a huge more, amount of growth. Yeah,
0: wow. Yeah,
1: there's a huge opportunity to to really raise the bar, I think. And as tea drinkers and you know consumers across the board are becoming more and more aware of the issues around slave labor, the issues around sustainability, I do think we need to be having this conversation. And the best way to have that conversation is in someone's house over a cup of tea once they've bought a box of our tea. So we had a strategy of really going big quickly, Mm. even though we were still a two-person company. Um, Certainly had a bit of ambition. So we had been talking to Woolworths through our research and development time um and telling them about the product bringing them on the journey with us and so by the time we launched they had already seen us a couple of times and we we said to them you know we've finally got it do you want to take it and they said yeah let's do this um which was so exciting and then we had to figure out how to actually make that much stock Um, (laughs)
0: it's a lot of stock (laughs) it's a lot of stock.
1: So we we quickly jumped into a series a funding round uh, to to raise enough capital to make that stock
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and yeah we hit shelves um, in May of 2019 so just over a year ago um, and it's it's really been a roller coaster since then um, you know we we secured Holland and Barrett and Akado in the UK quite quickly yep. after that Um And we had interest from a chain in the US, but we sort of realized we couldn't actually supply that many stores. So we stopped there. Um, And yeah, it's always going to be a mainstream brand rather than a niche brand because we really want to, one, because every box, as I said, has impact. So the more we sell, the more impact we have. And two, because we want to be having the conversations in the supermarket aisle that aren't necessarily being had right now.
0: I love that. I, I, to be honest, I love the fact that you've approached uh, a major account, a major supermarket here in Australia, very differently to the norm. Because a norm would be you have to have the sales data behind you to make sure mm. that if it was on shelf, it would work, and the risk was low, and you've already got a fan base, etc. <laughs> Whereas you've gone a completely different way and gone well. It, this is my this is our idea mm-hmm. we would love you to be part of it and mm-hmm. we're ready to rock and roll when you guys are and yeah. I, I, to be honest the people listening like we have we've had so many different brands and so many different businesses on that i don't actually think that this is probably the first time that i've heard that technique and it just <laughs> it just goes to show that you can use different techniques it's mm. what suits the brand and to be honest, I think um, I'm kind of getting a sense from the stuff that you post on LinkedIn that yeah, you're a bit, you're a pretty business savvy kind of lady. So well, I love, I, if, I love the idea of that.
1: It's funny. We, I mean, honestly, we didn't know we were doing anything disruptive or different. Mm. Um, a lot of, a lot <laughs> of it times, was the norm. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of times people ask me like, oh, wow, that's so disruptive what you guys did, or it's so innovative what you did on, in different parts of the business. And our response usually is, well, we didn't realize at the time that we were being yeah. disruptive. Um, you know, we raised our series A funding round. We closed it in eight days. We raised um, 1.2 million with an incredible venture capital firm in the U.S. called Organic awesome. X Labs. And they they loved the vision for the business. They loved the innovation. They loved that we were fair trade and really values aligned. Um and only after that did we actually look up the statistics and realize that we were part of only 2.7% of venture capital that went to female founders last year.
0: That That's just an incredible fact in itself. That's, <laughs> that like, that's incredible. even like, I still get like, because to be honest and I'll be open and honest, being a male white kind of from a from a uk background this year has opened my eyes up to so much even more than like i'd like to think i'm very open-minded and but just to hear that you kind of go jesus christ like <laughs> no wonder um people are protesting and no wonder like people are going having mm. like special days or special months and making us yeah. making an absolute noise because it deserves to have a, a huge noise. Like you can't keep quiet because there's, there's too many good ideas. Imagine all Absolutely. the good ideas that are out there from female entrepreneurs that just don't get the voice. And, Absolutely.
1: and, and that's incredible. If, and the crazy thing is Nicole and I are actually lucky because if you look at the statistics for people from low socioeconomic backgrounds or people from minority backgrounds yeah. in the venture capital space, the stats are even worse than that. So yeah. you know we're lucky as female founders at two point seven percent, and yeah, there's there's a lot of room to to grow that investment pool because, as you said, there are so many incredible ideas w- that could I go so hate, much further. Yeah.
0: I would hate to think how many ideas just don't get the 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 platform that they deserve because mm-hmm. one they don't know where to to shout this platform and. They, and this uh, a platform just doesn't exist for that individual. Oh, yeah! Incredible. We should start one. <laughs> to be honest, I'd love to, but um, living off four hundred dollars off the barefoot investor uh, mm. approach is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, this is why I did this podcast to to kind of get as many voices and conversations going, so that hopefully people listen and we can do something about it. To. For me, and I've said this along many episodes, uh, is to try and enhance kind of the innovation or even the food world that comes through into Australia. Like you being um, from the US, mm-hmm. there is just so much innovation and so much newness, and trends seem to kick off there, and we follow. And it's like, oh, come on, like let's let's get let's get going. How do we how do we get these ideas, and how do we get these individuals who don't get heard? Mm. and bring everything together so I, th- I think it's incredible what you've done
1: oh thank you well and i think australia has such an advantage because they have australia as a country has a great global reputation mm. it's seen as healthy um you know it's seen as very resilient and and brands can play off of that and yeah. and have to launch yeah. globally um and i yeah i would love to see more australian brands brands on the global market. I think they they have so much to offer.
0: That's awesome. Well, I wanna touch on I've got a couple more things I want to touch on, but I Let's wanna do touch it. on Holland and Barrett because I know who Holland and Barrett are because that was basically where I first bought my first tub of protein powder, <laughs> which I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um they're a pretty big setup, like you've got seventy million people in the UK and I think there's, there must be over 500 Holland & Barrett stores is there? or yeah, close about 500. to
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that that in itself is a, a major account but <laughs> they're a pretty small player in the UK when you look at Tescos as the mm-hmm. Morrisons etc mm-hmm. what's been the difference with dealing with a Holland & Barrett over a Woolworths and also dealing with a UK based account mm. over an Australian account
1: Holland and Barrett was very interesting for us because we've never actually met them. Yeah. Um, so what happened was in, I think, about July of last year, after we had launched On Shelf and Woolworths, we sent them a presentation just to introduce us and the brand um, and thinking, you know, maybe they'll invite us into their review mm-hmm. um, if we're lucky, and then it'll take a while from there and a couple reviews, and then maybe we'll get in. And they actually called us and said, we love this. Can you deliver stock um, by January? <laughs> uh, so that was unexpected. <laughs> and I was actually on holiday at the time. I got, I got two days off and then Nicole called me and said, oh my gosh. And I was like, cool, my holiday is done. That's all right. <laughs> Let's make this work. Um, so we were able to deliver the stock, which was great. But unfortunately, COVID hit quite soon after that. Um, and Holland and Barrett stores didn't close, but you weren't allowed to go (laughs) into them. So you had to request what you wanted from the outside. And since we had just launched, no one really knew about us. Um, so we sort of missed our, our big launch that we were hoping for with COVID, but we're giving it another go now that COVID is sort of, um, becoming a bit more manageable over there. Uh, so we're we're going to be doing some really fun fall activities in the UK. Uh, we've got these um, sample packs that one of our friends over there is hand packing for us and sending out to people who who want to try the tea. And um, they got we're the gonna... short straw sure drop. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, cheers,
0: Julie. Yeah, it's like oh I, yeah, just a regular <laughs> catch up with your friend, and you're just like oh, you don't mind like some doing a sample pack for 20,000 people, do you? Oh, thank exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs>
1: it's so small business though. That's what I That's what I love is like, you got everyone involved. You know, our yep. friend Adele in the UK is an absolute champion and has been packing samples for us. My mother-in-law, Pam, is just so supportive and wonderful. And she's helped me sticker boxes and pack samples and Nicole and I have spent that many afternoons on the weekend just chatting and packing things up and setting yeah. them off. You that's know, we're awesome. a very hands-on business still. That's for sure.
0: That is good. I, I've, I've I'm in the same boat there because I had my brother over uh, from the UK, uh, and he was with us in Melbourne, literally throughout the whole of COVID, and um, oh, wow, he, he just stayed on the sofa for five months, and I was like, oh, you've got to you've got to just help me with uh, pack, packing <laughs> dog cookies. So he was like my chief um, cookie packer for about literally three months. And
1: Fantastic. I think,
0: I think without him, it would have like, he allowed me to grow in those first early months, which mm-hmm. then gave me this step up. So I completely agree, getting anyone you can to help and chip mm. in uh, just really helps small businesses.
1: It does. And I think there's also something that is... It's an intangible, but I truly feel that people can tell when love and passion and thought have gone into a product. You Definitely. can feel it; you really can. Um, and I think with small business, a lot of the time, it's that feeling that allows us to compete with big business because we yep. can, you know, hand pack and write a little note and mm-hmm. and talk directly to our customers. Um, you know, if you reach out on on Instagram or LinkedIn, like you're talking to one of the founders of our company and Mm -hmm. and that can't be recreated. I don't
0: think. I I 100% agree. Like I try and do as many notes as I can in Mm -hmm. my online orders. And one, one, because I'm pretty sad, but two, I'm like, (laughs) I would, I would love it. So yeah, if like, if someone wrote me a little note, just saying thanks for the purchase and on, the, on my site, if you go to yeah, doggylicious.com.au and put an order in, you can specify who the dog is that's receiving the present. Oh. So oh. I always kind of go, oh, here you are, Frodo or yeah. Rory or whatever the dog's called. It's like, mm-hmm. make sure you, your parents send you a, take a photo of you and blah, blah, blah. So I always think mm-hmm. th- this is a huge point of difference. Yeah, you said that the big brands and kind of just lack of personality brands that can't Mm. deliver uh yes you need them in the market uh Mm -hmm. but it's it's people like yourself that are coming and going you know what i'm coming in and taking your market share because people want this and uh you're not going to stop me uh whatever (laughs) it takes so i want to touch then on the the achievements that you have received then recently because i want to know how this works how you became Telstra Businesswoman of the Year. Did that was an email just pinged into your inbox, and or a letter in the post, and you just went, "Yeah, this is a joke." Or <laughs> how, 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 how do those think? Just just for future knowledge, because hopefully, yeah. hopefully, one day I might get to your level. Who knows? But. I just oh, want I'm to know. Sure what I'm sure you out will. <laughs> just, no, I just I'm want sure to know that. Will. I need to yeah, look in the junk mail or something like that. <laughs> what's the process there and what, what's been that kind of uh, reception to, to getting that kind of absolute amazing kind of achievement?
1: The Telstra Awards have been so incredible. It's been running for 25 years. So it's wow. quite an established award and they have built a network of just the most astonishing women. Um, who are involved in these awards, it's, it's a very lengthy process. Um, there are two written applications, an in-person interview, and usually there's an event where they announce yes. the winners. Unfortunately, with COVID, um, uh, I didn't get to wear my nice dress, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, so I got a phone call from Alex Badenow, who's the um, group executive of Telstra's HR and um, she told me that you know I'd won the Emerging Leader Award, and I'd also uh, won the state award. Um, I, I didn't say much on the call because I was actually rather speechless. Um, and I had just gotten a new puppy at the time. And he was really excited because I was really excited. And he was having an accident right behind me while I was on the call. So it was all very glamorous. Um, But, you know, I I actually think the best part of awards is that they make you stop and think about how far you've actually come. Most people running businesses, most people who are entrepreneurs are so future focused. And that's wonderful because it allows us to really push the boundaries. Mm -hmm. But I think we also have a tendency to not look back on what we've achieved. And so an award sort of forces you to stop and actually reflect and say, yes, there's so much further I want to go, but it's pretty cool where I've gotten to right now. Um, and, you know, you always think, oh, gosh, if I win an award, I'll be this type of person. And then you realize you're still the same person, but you just have some external, um, you know, appreciation, which yeah, can be fantastic.
0: fun. That is awesome. And then to touch on that, then, what what is next for you? What Where do you... Where do you see, and I'm going to rule out this year because, you know, as you said, you're in Melbourne because it's, it's been pretty crap. Stage <laughs> four honest.
1: lockdown. Yeah. And it,
0: well, it's been crap and it's also been absolutely amazing on mm. the flip side as well. But it's, yeah, what What does 2021 have in store for you? Like, What What are your achievements and where do you want to grow the brand mm. or, or brands, to be honest?
1: Yeah, I think covid COVID was um, interesting for most businesses because it was so disruptive. Mm-hmm. And um, that has been absolutely tragic for a lot of businesses and for other businesses. Um, you know, pivot is absolutely the word of the year. And for our business, it, it, it gave us the opportunity to step back and say, how do we keep innovating? So we launched with a range of five teas that had the same multivitamin blend in them, Um, most of your B group vitamins and vitamin C. And coming out of COVID, we've actually realized we've got a great opportunity to to really focus in on functional benefits that are backed by science. Um, So we are launching in Woolworths a tea called Urban Defense, actually next week. Um, yeah. I managed to get it into the country through the port, which uh, was a feat in itself, I have to say. Um, and that has zinc in it, uh, which we've extracted from the guava plant. And it's blended with a raspberry pomegranate rooibos tea. So I'm wow. so excited to see that one hit shelf. And we've got about three more teas in the pipeline with those specific benefit-focused um focusing on plant extracts that can deliver those benefits. So I'm really, um, I'm just so thrilled to be able to, to get to share those with tea that's drinkers. Awesome. Um, you know, I hope I get to have a cup of tea in person with someone soon. That would be lovely. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to in 2021.
0: That is incredible. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed, I knew this would be a good podcast because I, I've, like I've seen the stuff that you do and, even just following from a distance, knowing that you've created a tea brand in probably one of the most competitive spaces. There's there's a lot of competition in that space, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of big brands. So to get literally a brand that's been never been heard of with a whole load of innovation thrown in there by two females has um, been incredible, and I I just look forward to seeing. Yeah, kind of what else can be done in this space? And yeah, I knew this podcast would be good. And also talk about kind of, yeah, um, the mindset that you have, which is incredible too.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Ben. I also wanted to mention, um, because of COVID and all the free time that Nicole and I have, haha, but we've, (laughs) um, we've decided to start offering free samples in Australia so if someone listening does want to try our tea, they can head to our website and just pop their name in for a free sample and it will be hand-packed.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll put that in the LinkedIn uh, comments and, and uh, to the poor person who you've got um, loitered in to do that kind of job. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> good effort. That's <laughs> the whole
1: team. All of us pitching. Yeah,
0: including the new dog.
1: <laughs> exactly. Timber is our head of logistics, actually. that's good work. My puppy.
0: He, uh, he could probably have a job at Doggylicious, but um, it's Aww. been absolutely incredible speaking to you. For, for I'll post this on LinkedIn, but for anyone who wants to follow the brand, where where's the best place to, to go to, to follow the journey? I know they can head over to Woolworths and just buy the product on the shelf. Um, well, that would I'll... be lovely.
1: Um, but you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, as I said, my name is Julie Hirsch. Uh, we have Instagram and Facebook for Elements. Now we spell it with an O, so it's E-L O M E N T S, which we put the O in for organic, and we thought it was a great idea at the time, and then everyone's been misspelling our name for the last few years, but we're sticking with it.
0: (laughs) Branding. So that's where you can find us.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like it still. I'm sticking by it.
0: Guess what? You're the founder of the company, so you can do whatever you want. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs)
0: absolute pleasure having on you on the show julia it's i think it's been probably 18 months in the making uh that should have come earlier so i'm glad i'm glad we've waited because i've really enjoyed just hearing your story and uh yeah speaking to you on a, a different level so thank you very much
1: thanks so much for having me on ben
0: lovely